The problems of planning. Planning on planning is a difficult plan. Piss off with your plans. <laughs> Piss on your plans. Yeah, maybe that can be the title. Piss on your plans. <laughs> I don't like making plans. Well, I don't love it, and I am not very good at it. All right, cue the music. I don't have it right now, but it'll be added in. I got you. Ready? Welcome to One Topic, where we try to stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and it seems like we're on track. It seems like we're going to talk about a, a topic, planning. Yeah, we pl I planned. The exciting world of planning. Yes, you planned the topic, which Finally. happened to be planning. I, uh, as I said, before we started recording, or maybe it is in the recording, and before we officially started the show, I suck at it. I try not to plan, because once I plan... I like to keep my word. I don't like to back out of things once I commit. So I just don't commit. And I say, oh, I don't know. I'm not, Maybe I can make it. Probably not. We'll see. Uh, don't bother me with this. Now, I know there's all types of planning, and that's not necessarily what you're talking about. But yeah. I'm thinking, uh, you know, when people reach out and, hey, we're going to go do this thing today. Do you want to come? And I said, oh, I don't know. Check. I just kick the can down the road by a few hours. And I say, oh, uh, text me later because I don't want to tell you no now. And I need to figure out a way to weasel out of this. Because if I say yes, then I'm obligated and I will be there. And I will go look at the dirt in that room that I don't want to really go see. That's mm. in reference, sorry, to the Dia Dirt Room. I think it's actually called the Earth Room. What are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> this is, this <laughs> hypothetical has... that you're having? Yes, this hypothetical has steered into uh, a real scenario that okay. popped up. There is a room in... A warehouse in Soho that just has a bunch of dirt in it. It's called the Earth Room, Ugh. presented by Dia, which is, is the uh, Dia Sia's sister. <laughs> uh, Dia is like a. I don't know, they have a museum and Beacon, and okay, they maintain this dirt. I I don't. It's really all it is. You go, you buzz in like you're going to any other New York City apartment, some Soho artist loft. They buzz you in, you get in the elevator, you go up to the floor, and then there's just a bunch of dirt. And this is considered art. It ties, to, you know, when we were talking about glass, actually that glass I told yeah. you we were talking about on the other show, the pile uh -huh. of glass, that's also at the Dia Museum. That wow, one's in, what a bunch of fucking shysters these people are. That one's in the actual Dia Beacon Museum, while this one is in Soho in, Man in Manhattan. But uh, my friend Courtney's in town, and she's big into art. Uh -huh. And she texted me and said, hey, we're going to go see the Earth Room. It should be really cool. Do you want to come along? And I was like, oh, I'm busy. I have work, which I did have work. It, it wasn't a lie at that point. But uh, when I talked to her later, I was like, yeah, how'd that go? She's like, that was pretty dumb. Said, yeah, yeah, why would she say that it's going to be pretty cool? <laughs> like, what about a room of dirt seems pretty cool? Why is that even an art installation? Here's well, the cool I, I can make up some bullshit about why. You know, yeah. it's like, like dystopian, you know, come see like earth, actual like soil or earth doesn't exist anymore because we've polluted it or it's covered by buildings or infrastructure. And then so now here is a room of dirt and this is what will become of us or something. They call it a sculpture. I think, look, you're, you're, 
good with your assessment. I agree. Uh, you know, something like that uh, could be extrapolated into the way people live and mm. the filth that people live in. But it's not even their own fault because people come to New York in search of dreams and then they're shoved into these terrible situations where even their own apartment can't be a place where they can settle in because it's it's not comfortable and it's filled with filth just like Oh wait, the it, are, is there furniture? World. No. Okay, if it you, is just a room of dirt. If you look up the New York Earth Room. Okay. They call it an interior sculpture. It's been uh it's been there since 1977. The coolest part of Whoa! this actually. The coolest part of this I think is just that one man has been taking care of it, the caretaker, since 1989. That's, that's been his job, apparently. <laughs> He's the phantom of the opera. I don't know phantom what he does. The earth room. Yeah, what do you think he does? Rakes it? Makes yeah. sure. Tills it? Bugs like, don't get into it? Yeah, maybe, yeah, uh, stops plant growth. <laughs> I mean, people bringing in stuff from their clothes, I'm sure like spores and things could probably get in there. I just texted you the the link. I'm looking at it. Oh, did you go to the wiki? No, I'm looking at just Google. Oh, well, the, the wiki gives you uh, a look at the building and the buzzer that you use to get in. Yeah, that has it has this here too. It's like tells you what to do. I was hoping there would be some kind of explanation of the intent behind the sculpture. So They don't get, have an explanation? Not that I can see here. Right, so you have to do it yourself. So I could get that bullshit the bullshit yeah. reason the person did it. I'm going to bring, bring a bunch of dirt into a, a room. Man, if you scroll down, like I just re- I Googled Earth Room New York, and then I'm looking at pictures. And if you scroll down a, a little bit, there's like a link to a TikTok, and it looks just like you. No, no, no. That doesn't exist. You know how like everybody looks like, or you look like everybody else, or everybody looks like you? <laughs> it's that thing. You're saying I have a generic look? Well, you've said that. I have brought it up before where somebody... Yeah kind of chased me down the sidewalk and they were yelling some name let's just say matt for i forget mm-hmm. but for the, the sake of this matt 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 and then they get to me it's like oh i thought you were someone i knew and i said yeah i guess i just have a generic look strange i don't get it <laughs> well, i mean glasses, i get it i guess and you're not completely shaven well and your hair and that green shirt i mean <laughs> matt like you but oh, maybe you that's said- matt you sent me this picture of the guy. Who, he, I, I don't like the fact that it, upon glance, he does look like me. Yeah. Oh, who is this guy? Don't get distracted. No, he's disgusting. I so hate that he exists. He went to, so you, you, you didn't go to see that, and then you were kind of glad that you didn't see it. Yeah, I know we kind of got off track. But the point was, uh, when I was asked, I didn't have a good enough excuse up front. And I didn't want to commit. Could you to have the said plan. to her, like, I don't want to see a room of dirt? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have, but I, f- I don't know I, what I'm going to get from that. Courtney's also been in town for uh, about a week now. And I was kind of sick last week. I was just completely exhausted. It was nothing really more than that. But there was one day, oh. like, I fell asleep three times and I couldn't oh. stay awake. And You're so, sick. and so I didn't want to go out when I was feeling like shit. And I've been brushing her off. Uh, and then it was also like 17 degree weather with the wind chill. It was like right. six. And she went out to this place 
called Nowadays, where they do like a 24-hour dance party that's on the far edge of Brooklyn and Queens, way far out, and texts me at like 8 o'clock. It's like, we're going to go to Nowadays. Do you want to come? I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you clearly are not from New York because you're asking me to go to a place that's in a different borough because it's technically in Queens. It would require me to take two trains and it's freezing. Everybody who lives in the city knows that that combination means, uh-uh, no, I'm not meeting up with in. you. Yeah. You're staying in. <laughs> I'm not meeting up with you. I'm sorry. And then she said, well, would you like to meet me for dinner afterwards? And I was like, Aww, what time are you going to- she's trying so hard to see you. What time are you going to eat dinner, I'm thinking, because it's already like 8 o'clock. Uh, but she said, dinner won't be out here. We'll go back like closer uh, to where you are. And I said, okay, well, let me know when you decide when you're going. And then I get a text like an hour and a half later. It says, all right, we're going here. You want to meet us here? It's a block away from the fucking place. <laughs> I was like, that's uh, not, it's not even close. Yeah, but you have to make an effort for people. I know. And that's, uh, you know, I, I eventually did. And I went out last night and I enjoyed it. Oh, good. Good. I went to that, uh, that game room, played some ping pong. There's an underground game room that I think used to be called the Fat Cat. Why is it underground? <laughs> Why does it have to be secret? Well, it's, I, I don't mean underground like that. I mean, it's literally underground. Like, oh. The the entrance is just a staircase that goes underground. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where this place exists. <laughs> there are no windows down there. Uh, used to be called the Fat Cat, but I guess some new ownership came in, and now it's just called, like, the Slop Dog or something like that. What? That's a terrible name. I, I made that up. It's not Slop, but oh. it's something. It's something dog. And I just think it's funny. I'm like, well, we lost the the rights to use the cat name because we're new owners, and I guess the old owners. But it's the same font on the okay on the sign too. Anyway, the cellar dog. It's called the cellar dog. See, underground. Still not great. So uh, everyone was disappointed with the dirt room. I felt vindicated, even though I didn't want to ruin it for them, and I didn't say anything like that place is going to suck. Uh, I got out of going to the dirt room and then I met up eventually and I had a nice time. But uh, you know, the planning itself, even coming in and doing this show today, mm-hmm. I knew that we were supposed to record. But I didn't make an effort to plan on when we were going to record. And then the rest of my schedule started filling up with pointless and senseless meetings because <laughs> that's what people do in corporate settings because they say, uh, I need to pretend I do something. So I'm going to set up these meetings. And, you know, if I had locked in this time with you oh, instead I of see. just keeping but we, it. F- but it's assumed that during the week we record around 1030. Yeah, that's true. And if it's not, then we specify. Yes. But so you knew. I should have confirmed. And then you wrote me in Spanish. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? The AC media? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the, <laughs> the hell you're saying. Anyway, so I hijacked your topic uh, up front. Mm. I apologize. It's okay. I turn it over to you. Uh. I feel like when what what would have been, I think, more polite for you to do with your friend Courtney is to say, um, I don't want to do that. But why don't you guys come back down to this side of town and we'll go here? You know what I mean? Like do do a reject because you don't want to do something, but then offer another option so that they feel like you want to see them. Because if I were her and I were texting you. And you said, yeah, just text me later when you find out where you're going to go eat. I would think, oh, he's definitely coming. I'm just going to tell him. And then 
I do that. And then you still say no. I'd be like, fuck. You know what I mean? And then like no follow up. And it would make me feel like I'm chasing you or something. And I think the reassurance of you saying you do want to see the other person, but you just don't want to do whatever. That's fine. But when you when you come up with another solution that makes it feel like you're also working together to see each other instead of one person trying to see the other. I agree with that. I I did say at some point when I was see when I was feeling sick. Well, that's different. You're sick. But I was still being asked to go out and I felt bad that I had to keep rejecting. Yeah. And they said, you know, I I, I in essence expressed the sentiment that you okay. just put out there. But but yes, in normal situations. And I'm surely guilty of it in the past when people are trying to get me to do things and I just keep brushing them off. Even if it's like, just text me in an hour. I can't decide now. I can't be bothered to make a decision on this. <laughs> so selfish. I, It's not. Yes, it is selfish, yeah. but it's not. You know, when, when I'm. I know you don't mean it in a cruel way, but it is like tough for the other person. Well, I'm sitting back thinking about it. Yes, I realize that it's selfish behavior, but for whatever reason, depending on what else is going on in my life and you know, the mindset that I'm in, if there's a lot of things going on in that day, somebody posing a question like that to me does feel like a huge thing. Mm. And there's part of my brain that's like, how dare you dump <laughs> this on me? I'm already dealing with so much shit. It's similar to when I edit. If I'm in the middle of an edit and I'm deep into an edit, an edit and somebody reaches out just with a question at work or they, God forbid, they just want to talk for some reason, like just to be social. Mm. I get real, I, like, I get annoyed and angry. Like I am in the middle of this, leave me alone. Because I guess, I don't know if there's an inability to compartmentalize or being pulled out of something. Maybe it's hard for me to even start doing the work in the first place because I like to procrastinate. And then once I'm in it and I'm on a roll, and I'm starting to feel good about it too. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm actually enjoying this. And then somebody pulls me out. I'm like, how dare you hmm. come into my space, you son of Is a that bitch? Autism? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to I be mean, everybody's on the spectrum, but I just wonder. <laughs> that's something. Is isn't that how people are now? Though everyone's on the spectrum. That's what I mean. I don't want to use that, you know. But it just seems like a. An immovable object of a personality. <laughs> okay, I try not to. Because I understand that, what you're that, saying. When, I, de I definitely understand what you're saying. You know, when you really are into something and you're you're in a groove, it is hard to be um, pulled out of that and then to get back into it. And so it is. That can be annoying, but also like, oh well. <laughs> and then. Yeah, if I had children. Oh my god, you're fucked. Dad, 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 like, dad. Oh, I'm just trying to get something I'd punt done. Them. I'd punt them out the window. And it's always when like they're chill for so long and you kind of feel guilty. Like, should I be doing something with them? You know, but you're just lounging, you know, and then you get a phone call or you make a phone call and then they are all up your ass all of a sudden. Mom, mom. Or like, like, what's that? And like, blah, 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 just like fucking with you. You're like, where? Okay. And then I feel like a jerk. So I'm like, get the fuck away. I don't say it, but get the fuck away from me. Like I'm trying to accomplish a, a conversation or like get information or plan, for example. And I can't because all of a sudden you guys 
need my attention. I mean, I understand why they're doing it on it. I mean, really, but it's really annoying and you have to just, you got to flow. Why are they doing it? Because they have a sense when you're busy and now they just want to bug you. I think, you know, maybe it's that they didn't know they wanted my attention until it was no longer available. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, they need to, that's a, it's a teachable moment as they like to say. For the adult to say, kids are annoying <laughs> that's just it well for the for the kids to learn that they can't always have my attention I, I remember my mom being on the phone and if i i think all kids do it yeah but it's like i'm on the phone and i was like okay yeah and then and then i would go do something else like plug my light bright in and take out the light bulb uh and shove a screwdriver into the bulb socket while it was still plugged in and then sparks would fly that's true i know she was on the phone she she was on the phone. I was like, okay, well, it's going to go do this other thing now. Take that, mom. Teach you a lesson. That's right, teacher. <laughs> My kids have never done anything that uh, destructive. <laughs> well, I didn't. Again, I tell them, I I'm like, know. listen, I've got to be on this call. Like, can you please wait or just, you know, I'll just tell them yes or whatever. And then I just sort of get frustrated and laugh. Like, leave me alone. I'm on the phone, you know. With the light bright, I would like to say I didn't know that that was going oh, to happen. Of course. I was a curious child, and luckily the screwdriver had a rubber handle. Uh, outside of that, I'm sure your kids think your job's not real either. <laughs> they are confused. Either sometimes. did either make sense there? I don't think. It, whatever, I didn't need an either. Uh, I just feel as though your kids don't think your job is real. I mean, because you go into a closet. Yeah, they get confused between the podcast and the radio show, and like they don't realize all the time that I'm on the radio. Um, so like we'll hear people on the radio and I'll say they suck. (laughs) And, um, like I've told Pete, like, that's what I do. He's like, what? Like, yeah. You know, like when you hear people talk on the radio, like, that's what I do. He's like, you are, but he also doesn't know that Travis and I are divorced hardly. So I don't know what he knows, what he doesn't know. (laughs) Well, the radio thing, I guess that's maybe a shame that you don't live in the city that you're on the air in. Because then they could hear you, but then maybe that's also good. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine either way. It'd be what it was. It'd be what it 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 would be what it would be if I were in town and they were in town. And but then they could hear. Yeah, would they? I'm not saying they would sit and listen because they don't give a shit about the content. Yeah. But to hear their mom's voice, yeah, like, oh. that'd be cool. Yeah. You're in a car, you're driving, some promo comes on for the show. Not that you're on those necessarily. Not like but I have any fucking thing. Yeah. Like, look, there I am. Oh, there's my endorsement. No, just kidding. I don't have yep. those either. But Belinda does chop my tree. I was complaining to my cousins a little bit about just some of the things that I feel like I'm lacking <laughs> from WSB. And somebody was like, you really need, can you get an agent, someone to advocate for you? And I said, and I don't even know if I believe this or if I truly know this, that radio agents don't really exist anymore. Is that true? I, they exist probably for the biggest names, Hmm. but an agent's not going to want anything to do with you because they want to make money too. And if they're not dealing with big contracts and you also don't want an agent because they take 10%. Yeah. So, you know, it's in their interest to get you more money because they'll get more money. They get more money, and it's in your interest to give them 10% because they will hopefully get you more money, but you're not in a situation where an agent will really do 
anything yeah. for you. You need to. I wonder if Belinda has an agent. I doubt it. Blowhard, blowhard Belinda and her batch of brainless bilkers. <laughs> That's what I call her show on Saturdays <laughs> on WSB. How many hours is her show? I don't know, but it just it's an infomercial constantly, <laughs> yeah. right? Ha. I'm here Welcome with so show. and so from Wines, Wines, Wines in Dahlonega. <laughs> and I get free wine whenever I want. Yeah. And I get money on top of I it. I really. And the listeners <laughs> don't really love me, but. Her voice is just so sort of iconic for the area. And she's like a, a, a legendary. What is it? Um, she's no, not. No, she's um legacy. She's a legacy person at WSB. I, I, I know that she is, but she's also not. She didn't fucking contribute I anything know. to that show. Except she like was just like, oh, Neil. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know if I've told the story about like why I have a little resentment towards her. Mm, you can share if you well, like. Well, um, in 1996, my grandmother went missing and she was missing for like a month. And we were trying to get news coverage and help trying to find her. Uh, and we called, well, my mom, this is the story that my mom told me, is that she called the Neil Bort show because it was a big whatever, like just maybe maybe she just called the number, you know. She didn't know to call like the newsroom or something, but she called uh, the Neil Bort show. And this was 1996 in Atlanta. So it was during the Olympics. So we had a lot of trouble getting any coverage. Because it's not important, apparently, you know, but if there was nothing else going on, it'd be like local Lawrenceville grandmother missing. Um, so she called the Bort show and she talked to Belinda and Belinda told my mom that we can't report on every lost dog. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. And, you know, what I think if I were in her position, I would have at least at least been sympathetic and then said, you know, even if I didn't do anything and like afterwards laughed about it and like hung up on her and you know said fuck her and her grandmother or her mom it would have been i would at least been like oh you know let me let me get your information i'll pass it on to the newsroom and i'll see what i can do you know what i mean just to like be kind but she was so cruel in that moment and this is her mother that's missing my grandma and you know that's always just been in my back pocket you're like damn that was rude shit. Oh yeah, drawing the comparison yeah. to a, a human being to a dog. I would say okay, I make fun of her and do her voice and stuff. I would be doing that no matter what. Even if she never said that. But then that's part of it too. You're like, damn, that was cold-blooded of her to say that to a daughter who's looking for her mother, who's missing, who's elderly and lost, you know? Totally. I would like to point out though that you're not above it. You, uh, I would. I'm the kind of person who hold on to that forever, and I would make sure I got some kind of revenge one well, day. Well, and it but. does sting that it's like, you know, Tim or me or Jared. Like we can't get any endorsements. I know Tim has one now, um, but it's so hard for us to get anything from WSB when, and I and I've said this before. Like outside of Belinda's like fucking two hour endorsement show that she has, like paid sponsorship show, I'm the only female voice on that radio station that doesn't do the weather or tra or the news. And who does more than laughs yeah. and was the phone screener. Right. Bless her heart. <laughs> I don't 
Yeah. Because okay. I don't know how I well, feel because I do feel resentful, but I also feel like, well, what's the point in putting energy into that? You know, there's nothing I can do. It's just the way things are. I can always keep trying and keep doing my best, but, you know, I'm not going to turn the world upside down. I can't do anything about what's happening. So. So back to the topic. Yeah. Uh, I'm planning on getting a dog and planning on teaching it to attack vocal cords. To do what? <laughs> to attack to vocal the... cords, like you said. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on. What made you think of what the? Uh... I have so many things I need to plan, and I'm feeling uh, I'm not good at it. And I'm doing it like little piecemeal, like I'm doing like little bits at a time, and it's coming up where I need to make these plans. And I am like, oh, shit, I haven't made any plans. So like Pete's birthday is coming up. You know, his birthday is the first of February. And then um, I've got summer camp that I need to look into for the kids. And I have um, possible like summer vacation to take with them. I'm doing my taxes and I'm trying to get I'm trying to figure out like how much money I'll have left over because I've saved up for taxes and I'm able to write off enough to... Co- Why are you going to have to pay taxes? I always have to pay. You don't have taxes taken out of your paycheck? I do, but I don't know under- I don't know why it's like not enough. I, you may, it may be worth getting someone to do taxes for you. I don't... To make sure you're not paying too much. Because you live in a different I'm state. I'm not paying too the, much. I'm, I think I'm paying too little. And that's why at the end... No, no. What I'm saying is at the end of the day... For whatever reason, the calculations are saying that you owe more, so then you're paying more than maybe you really did. It gets tricky when it's across I state know. lines. But I think because I my job is in Georgia, but I live in Maryland, I'm pretty sure it's like I'm taxed from Maryland. And then they reimburse some. I don't really know. Maybe I should get somebody. Also, I started. I think it's worth. Yeah, go ahead. It just, it's probably worth it because it gets tricky and you just want to make sure something like georgia not is not taking too much out i don't think georgia's taking is, anything out i just don't understand why you would unless for whatever reason when you submitted your tax forms when you first were hired you had too many deductions i've gone in there just, and changed it and i've looked it up and i thought that i had adjusted it so that it would be um you know take take enough taxes out so that I'm not owing at the end. But yeah, I, I feel as though a W2 worker who doesn't have any side income that I do have side 99 and not. I did it before, but I, and I still owed. So I guess that still is true. Well, when you do have side income, then yes, that's going to, but now that's different. So the side income has actually kind of helped because then I've been able to write off all this stuff. Yeah. You can submit that schedule C. Oh, I don't have that because, but, and I, oh, so another thing I did is um, I made myself an LLC. So then mm-hmm. I can be taxed differently next year or for this year, I guess. And um, yeah, and then all kinds of fun little things that I'm going to try and do with that. So that's also a plan. It sucked when I was freelancing and didn't have taxes taken out. Well, I pay, so all of my trivia stuff, I take, um, $50 out of it every time I get paid and I put it aside. So right now it's looking like I'm only like the difference between what I owe federal and what I'm getting back from Maryland is only the difference of like a hundred bucks. So I'm going to have to pay that, but I've saved up to like two over $2,000 for 
for taxes. So I have all this, ex- I'll have this extra money. Um, and then, so that's part of it too, is that I have, I'll have this extra money and I'm trying to plan, you know, how to spend that, or like what to do with that. Because I do need to pay for some summer camps and I'll be able to yeah, do that, but I want to take kids. them on vacation. Where would you like to go? Well, I want to take them on the train. Poconos? <laughs> I don't know what the Poconos is. <laughs> mountains. I oh, think. okay. I want to. It sounds like it should be like a beach. It does, but is it why. like a mountain something? Yeah, it's in Pennsylvania. Okay. I want to take them on the train because I feel like that's fun uh, for them. That'll be fun. And then I just want to spend like a couple days somewhere and then come back. So I'm trying to plan that. So, but I'm so bad at getting planning. a sleeper car. Oh, no, no, no. Take the train to a place. It'll take like a couple hours and then stay yeah. there for a couple days and then come back. You should take the sleeper car. Why would I take the sleeper car for a couple hours? No, because you could t- just make that the trip. You take the train to Seattle and you live on the train. I'm sure they would love Holy that. Holy shit, that would be the worst. No, it wouldn't. That'd be amazing. Maybe with the kids. That's what I'm saying. I'm with the kids. The whole plan is to be with the kids. But alone, that would be amazing. Alone is not an option. (laughs) Maybe you should plan for that too, though. Well, I mean, uh, my girlfriends and I, so Michelle and Anna, you know, we try, we're trying to do something every year. So we're going to, so again, it's just like these little, I feel like they're little things floating around me. And every once in a while I look at them and like, oh, I got to do that. Yeah, I, I I am the worst at yeah. it. I'm thinking even little things like around the holidays and Christina is like, hey, I'm going to go to my parents. Do we want to plan when we go up there? I'm like, I, I can't think about this right, right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's a mental disorder on some level for mm. me. It's just pure. I do not want to commit to anything. But it, there's a real stress that seeps in and an outsized stress that just doesn't properly correlate to what is being asked. It's like, what is, what, why is this reaction happening to this question? This is a very basic, simple question. And my fear is then someone like Christina gets scared to ask me, maybe not scared, but hesitant to ask me to do things because my reaction is always going to be like, hey, I, I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it uh-huh. out. I just, and then I'm not good at um, being spontaneous either. So what ends up happening is. <laughs> That's a bad combo. I just, I just sit around. Yeah. So I didn't plan anything, but I also don't like to do things in the moment. I think the planning certainly is the better path because I can at least prepare for it. And ultimately what happens if somebody asks me to do something far enough out, like in two weeks, I'm like, yeah, sure. That's great. And then the two weeks comes. I'm like, oh God, what, is, what did I do? But I still, I still have to go. Or something like Maine. You know, I've been going on this trip to Maine now for that was the third time I went. And they start sending emails out in October, just kind of trying to figure stuff out. There's a, a meal schedule. Uh, wow. See, some people love dis- planning. Yeah, there's general discussions, and I, I don't read the emails. I ignore the emails. <laughs> I feel stressed up until the day I leave. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I go and I enjoy right. it. But it 
there's like a sense of dread almost the closer something like that gets. I don't think you're alone. I mean, I think I've heard a lot of people say like they say yes to something and then when it comes up, they feel like they want to get out of it somehow. I. But it's like, why? Because I want to go to Maine. I want to hang out with Christina. I want to mm-hmm. hang out with Courtney. Like I do want to do these things. I don't know why this stands in conflict to that in contrast. It's, it doesn't really make sense. Sometimes like going on trips in the back of my brain, there's a dread like, oh, well, what if like I get in a car accident driving to Maine or the plane crashes? <laughs> and that would be a shame because I didn't need to be doing this thing. And if I had just stayed home, then, uh, then I wouldn't have died. Has that happened? No. It could have happened. Sure. I guess it could happen. I could happen on my way home from work today. Sure. So it's a it's a ridiculous thing to constantly live in. Maybe I should go back to therapy. Well, I thought you were going to go back. <laughs> Figure this out. No, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going Oh, back. you should. Go see a man. No. Okay. <laughs> I also think a little medicine would help you too. Just like take the edge off of your thoughts it just it feels like so much to start over with someone new it's not it's a whole new relationship well it's it's not you wouldn't be going through the same steps as you did and like following the exact same path you'd be like they'd be able to gauge where you are and pick up from there yeah you're right on some level but i'll still say whatever whatever i'll think about it later i'll think about it later i don't I want to talk about it. See, it doesn't like it doesn't stress me out to make the plan. I'm not stressed. And maybe that is the medicine making me not stressed. <laughs> I don't know. But I think that uh like I said, I feel like very disorganized. Like I said, I feel like okay, so like imagine there's all these little baskets just or bubbles like floating in the air and there're all these different things that I need to plan. And when I look, when I think about it, like that bubble pops up and then I put like one little thing in there. It's like, it could just be like, oh, I looked it up online and I didn't really find anything that, you know, would strike my fancy. And so that's at least I put, I I got to put like a little drop in that bubble that says I did something, you know, but I don't actually make any progress. You know, sometimes just thinking about the thing I need to do is like enough and I don't make the plan. I'm just thinking about your life in general, the number of things you do have to plan having kids. Oh, dude, it's a lot, especially like um, with these trivia nights uh, when I do have the kids and with the radio show and I have to like broadcast from my car. I have to make sure that I have the right equipment. Like the other day when I was at um, my Monday night trivia, I forgot my microphone because I was in a hurry because I had a doctor's appointment that ran long. And I had also done a bunch of other stuff that morning. I'd like taken Ellie to the dentist and then to the orthodontist. And it was like, I was running back and I forgot my microphone. And thankfully I had a wireless mic that I could use in my setup. But yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of juggling. Could you not have a bag? I guess you're using the same mic that you use. Yeah. So on Monday I have to like dismantle my setup in my closet. You should request a separate mic. You just have a to-go bag, your portable kit. That would kit. rule. I'd... Or you should just get a USB mic at that point, honestly. I mean, I have, an, I have like, a Yeti, 
But I want to be able to use, I can't use my USB mic with my Comrex. Oh, yeah. You have to use the Comrex. Yeah. That's a shame. If I could get another Shure mic uh, and another Comrex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd have to have. Yeah, you're never no, gonna I'm never going to get that. So You could always join on CleanFeed. Anyway, this is no, I don't like that. Because I, I do that in the car. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just have a USB mic and CleanFeed in the car. Oh, I do that. On Mondays, I don't yes. have to do that because they have a setup for me. Okay. Anyway, this is look. I'm 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 good at planning for other people because I I told you to do that. You're like, oh, I can't do my trivia anymore. It's like, yeah, you can just do it on the location. Yeah, that was smart. That was brilliant. Brilliant. What a brilliant idea. I don't know if that's planning. I think that's just having a, an idea. But okay. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how some people can. Get so I mean, look. There's the other side of this, like planning and being organized. Yes, that's that's beneficial. But some people become so fucking insane. Well, then it. it turns into like a compensation, right? Like they they can't they can't lose control. Like they're out of their element, right? You've traveled somewhere usually or whatever. Like you're, you're you've moved out of some comfort zone, and so you have to have ultimate control. And so it's super planned. And I would not. I don't like that. I will decide everything we're going to do on this trip. It's all been broken down minute by minute. On Monday, we will be going here at 10 a.m. We will be eating lunch at 12.15 yeah, p.m. We have to be out of the museum by, you know, 3.30 because we have to... Da, 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 da. It's like, can't... No, I just want to relax and enjoy whatever we're doing. The one time I will plan, and this used to come up when I was traveling more for work and traveling with my coworkers... Is the travel. Mm -hmm. If other people were going to be making those decisions, if I didn't make those decisions, I was like, uh-uh, I'm I'm on this. I will be picking the hotel. I will be picking the flight and the seats on the flight because other people, I mean, nobody likes a middle seat, but there are people that go, I don't care. I'll just put you in the middle seat. Right. And it's like, I'm not getting stuck in a middle seat. I'm not, it, even with hotels, it's not so much like I need to stay in a fancy, nice hotel, but uh, I look at locations. I'm going to know what else is around. Other people would book Airbnbs, which I didn't really like because I liked having my own room and not being shoved in the house with mm -hmm. other people. But, you know, some people enjoy the social aspect of that. So that's the one part where it's like, oh, this is this is going to affect me. If you're going to make the decision for me, then, uh, then I'm jumping in because I... I don't trust you to do it properly. Well, to do it properly or just to do it the way that you're going to be okay with? Properly. Okay. <laughs> that's, that is properly. Okay. So maybe that's the uh, the trick that people need to use. Well, I'm going to make the decision for you. Okay, fine. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm deciding now. A little bit of uh, manipulation is what other people need to use on me. All right. You want to go to that movie? I don't know. Let's ask me later. All right. We're going. I'm going to pick it. Then I'm going to pick your seat in the theater because it's assigned seating. Okay. Like, ah. No, no, I'm I'm picking. And now. now you're there. I will. <laughs> You'll put me next to a person. I play games when I pick seats. A lot of the times when you're booking your seat in advance at theaters now, uh, you can't leave a seat in between you and other people, which makes mm -hmm. sense because <clears throat> they want to maximize the right. seats. And if you've got a bunch of single seats all around, then you can't sell as many tickets if it's a if it, a popular movie with the potential of selling mm -hmm. out. But 
let's say I have Regal Unlimited, which I do. You go on the app, you're picking your seat. You see uh, some seats that you like, but people are close. You don't want to sit next to them. Then you go to like fandango.com <laughs> and you say, I just want to buy one ticket for this screening. And you choose that middle seat or the seat next to the people. Then you refresh the app where you're booking the ticket and that seat is shown as, as being held oh. and occupied booked. And then you can book the the seat one seat away and then that one times out and it reappears. Wow. That's my wow. That's my trick. Also, once we're at the theater, I do the same thing. I check the seating chart. And if there are still seats open next to us, then I go on Fandango and I start holding those. Oh, my God. That's really smart, though. You should put that on one of those Reddit threads about like a hack. Yeah. But see, then they'll change it. Like, oh, if you that's the thing. Even me, uh, even me talking about it here, I'm thinking about it. Should I really be bringing this up? Because other people are going to start doing it now, which is fine. But yes, when people go on Reddit, like, look at this brilliant thing that I do. Because they are so desperate for some sort of attention, then it ruins it because everyone will start doing it or it exposes it. And then, of course, they're like, all right, well, we're going to change the way this system works so that doesn't Mm. happen. I think it was the thing, not that airlines wouldn't have picked up on it, but that, uh, what was it, like hidden city fares? Whatever, like flying from New York to Atlanta sometimes was more expensive than flying from New York to Dallas with a layover. In Atlanta. Oh, yeah. That's called skip lag. Yeah. And there was those sites you could yes. use and you would book like you can't check your bag, obviously, because you check your bag. You're not going to get it. It's going to Dallas. Right. But if you're traveling with a backpack and uh, you can just jump off the plane and not catch the second leg, then you got a cheaper fare. And it's look, I think it's fucking shitty that your direct flight to the city that the plane uh, is going to go to anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to Dallas, costs more. Like what the f- what the <laughs> fuck? I know that they they're maximizing their profits, and uh, there are things that you can't even consider because you're an idiot when it comes to the logistics of airline booking and these seats. Maybe wouldn't whatever. I know that some of that stuff exists, but I also just feel like in general that's a pretty shitty practice, whatever the reasons. Uh, but the fact it was so highly publicized. It became a thing. People, everyone online is like, this is what I mm-hmm. do. And then the airlines are like, right, we're looking out for this shit. Now they'll punish yeah, you. Yeah, I saw that they'll punish you. They'll fine you, which a private entity fining you. There was one time I parked in a private parking lot across the street from the 96 Rock mm-hmm. building. And they gave me a ticket because I didn't, this is the old days where you had to shove cash into like the box with like that Yeah, oh yeah, with that tool. little like uh, flat wrench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I got a ticket because I didn't do that. I was like, who the fuck are you? You find me. Yeah. You could boot me. Then you could find me because I want to get the boot off my car. But when you just put a ticket on my windshield, I can drive away. It's like, yeah, right. What are you going right. to do? There's no database. <laughs> There's no actual repercussion if I don't pay you. So these airlines, I guess people like to fly, though, and need to fly. So I feel like we're going to have to wrap this up abruptly and short because I have I know, a, you have a meeting. I have a meeting I have to get to. Well, that's okay. If I had if planned, we had planned better, better. <laughs> could have started the recording. I feel early, proud but... that I came up with a topic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did we stick to well, it? Well, you really didn't stick mostly. to it. I was ready to stick to it. I stuck to it. I stuck you to started, the topic mostly. You started out not sticking to it. But then we, well, we brought it, it back about, a little bit with planning and all that. So. It was about the Earth Room, planning to go to the it Earth Room. This, and then 
That's not really a plan. That was their plan. You were just asked to join. The way I view our topics is we're allowed to go on the tangents. Yeah. As long as we somehow get back. Okay. So I feel good. All right. I'm Listen, good. I feel great. I love it. Okay. Well, I, I wish we didn't have to end it so abruptly. But I got four minutes. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. (laughs) Plan on finding us next week when we plan another episode. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.